This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sunday, month of December, 2022. This evening's pod. First pod for a while, actually. We discussed yesterday's dreary 0-0 draw. As Blackpool returns to championship action at a Baltic Bloomfield Road. Where we witnessed the performance that had little to warm the hearts of the hardy souls who braved the sub-zero terraces and stands. And I'm John Aspinall, and this is the Seaside's podcast match reaction show. Blackpool nil, Birmingham City nil. Good everybody, uh, good everybody, good evening everybody, I nearly did a flawless intro then and I've just gone to shit in the last two words. It's not like I was uh, having a nice cup, quite a cup of tea yesterday, was it Tim, watching the England game? And then we're back at yours. No, it was it was it was a somewhat of a, a change of scenario in that I was stone cold sober and you were bladdered. <laughs> I made the very uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome, welcome to T Science Podcast. Welcome on the audio pod if you're listening. Okay, I'll, I'll try to turn my mic down. It's distorted apparently. Um, yeah, I made the wise decision. To go in the Moretti Lounge, um, Mitch. Yesterday it was uh, absolutely freezing, and only a, only an idiot would turn down the chance to go in a, a corporate area, the warmth of a corporate area, on a, on a, a sub-zero temperature game such as yesterday. I don't know what kind of fool would do that if their workplace was uh, one of the club sponsors and they had the opportunity to sit in a warm corporate box. But yeah, I chose the. Um, salubrious surroundings of the South Stand instead. And what a feast we were all treated to. How glad I was that I was there to soak up that tremendous atmosphere and, you know, be amongst the people reveling in the glory of that football. To be fair, fair, somebody had to make the sacrifice because that South Stand was looking rather sparse, uh, I have to say. Um, As was the West yesterday, I thought. Um, There was a few people that decided to stay at Omen watch uh, 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 watch Morocco uh, beat Portugal, I think, rather than watch Blackpool um, 
deliver up a feast of football. Pete, where did you watch the game? I was at home, as per usual, and uh, I missed the first half, as uh, we discussed earlier. Uh, I had a much more exciting time with the uh, dino rod man trying to clear my block drains at the back. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was great dodging the uh, when he said watch out, and uh, there was a big spray came squirting out from the things. So yeah, it actually sounds like more. <laughs> more probably, probably had more fun doing that than watching ninety minutes of what we watched. Well, certainly movie. more action. <laughs> Uh, everybody, I'm a, I am aware that my microphone is a bit defective. I do not know what's going on. So I'm afraid you'll just have to bear with everybody. Can you actually hear what I'm saying? Yeah, you can. It's just uh, you're yeah. just a bit darlicky. Right. I'll, tr- I'll try and fix it, guys, while while these lot talk. So let's bring up the first topic then. Let's get the show on the road, as it were. Uh, no Grimmy again, and let's have a look at the... Team sheet, let's pause down the side. No Grimmy again. Lineup was Chris Maxwell in that Connolly, Williams, Husband, Garber, Patino, Dougal, Carey, Lavery, Medine, and uh, Yates. Tim, let's come to you first. Um, didn't look that weak aside, actually. Um, obviously, the standout area is Luke Garber coming back in and Chris Maxwell retaining his place. Yeah, I think I think we obviously we've, we've not got our best centre back pairing in there. Uh, Clearly, injuries are still ruling the roost there, uh, and then we've got the uh, um, the the ongoing issue of the Maxwell Grimmy debate. Um, uh, somebody somebody said this before we started because you know, when you posted the um, posted the topics that you know it was like a bit of uh, Maxwell bashing again. But I, I think as we discussed, if you remember, John, um, yesterday, um, it, it isn't. It isn't necessarily about Maxwell bashing. It's it's about not really understanding the rationale behind Grimshaw's exclusion um, when he's the. We're meant to be setting up a club where we encourage young talent and develop it, and hopefully sell it on for profit, and um, and that is then going to make us a sustainable championship club, and and the jewel in the jewel in the crown of our youth recruitment, probably the best best player we've recruited in the last two years is is seemingly not just out of favour, but not even not up, up for contention. I, I really thought he might have come back yesterday and uh, so I was, I was quite disappointed there because um, he he's going to want to go uh, if he doesn't get back in that team and that's not in the best interest of Blackpool Football Club. Um and I don't get it. Something's gone on. Uh, and uh, uh, he. Uh, that said, and as we're going to discuss, I thought Maxwell had quite a good game yesterday. But it's not about that. It's about the, the whole rationale behind the way we're meant to operate in this football club and why why somebody who one day who will be a premiership goalkeeper isn't considered uh, appropriate to be given a fair crack of the whip, in my view. Anyone else? Yeah, I'm. I'm just bored of it. Grimmies should be playing. The end. I, I'm, it's not anti Maxwell. I, I don't. I don't have a particular problem with Maxwell. I think the simplest way I can put it is Maxwell is as good as he ever will be, and Grimshaw is, I think, at very least, 
equal to him in ability, which I think he's putting it mildly, um, and has a ceiling, has has a much higher ceiling and much, you know, much more opportunity to improve because he's young and he's learning. So therefore, Grimmy should be playing. Um, and I'm bored to death of it. Pete, what's your thoughts on Maxwell Gate? Well, he had a good game, didn't he? Um, but that's not the point. Well, I think we're going to discuss later, aren't we, the sort of what's going on and there's something going on. Definitely. It, something's happened between him and Appleton or somebody. And uh, it needs sorting out. I think my audio's back, everybody. So someone just uh, let me know on the on the comments. Um, oh, you're sounding smooth again, oh, John. Yeah, yeah. much better now. I'll start sounding like, like, like a Radio 2 DJ, John. <laughs> I was going to do a smash your nice impression then, but I thought better of it. I've ruined it for you. <laughs> Let's have a look through a few comments. Andy anyway. Grice. Grice, he said, Appleton needs calling out. Grimshaw, along with the others, have lost faith in this manager. Grimshaw, Grimshaw should be our keeper. End of... Never mind the bollocks, says, get the feeling Apples might be holding a grudge against Grimmy. Grudge against Grimmy, that's what I, that's what I should have called it. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Maybe it's, it's a City fan, City player and his United fan. I, I generally think, I, my, my take on it is that Grimshaw said something about being dropped and Appleton's taken offence to it and, and isn't playing him on, as a result of whatever's been said. Yeah. And... I think sometimes as a manager, you've got to... Listen, if that is the scenario, sometimes as a manager, you've got to realise that players say things because they care, because they want to be playing, because they're competitive. And you've got to be... You've got to put it behind you. And I don't know what it is. I've no idea. It might be nothing to do with that. It might generally be that he thinks Maxwell's the better player, Maxwell's the better prospect. Um, But the reality is... You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out that it's not down to playing ability that he's not playing, it's down to something else. Um, I think uh, also with him being a keeper, it's exacerbated because, you know, if if, if he was a striker and he, the, he said something, so he dumped him on the bench for a game to show me he was boss, he'd get the chance to come on, you know, he'd get the chance to come on and prove him wrong. But being a keeper, it's just like he's dumped him there. What's he supposed to do, you know? If he has, if he has told him to fuck off in training or whatever he's supposed to have done, well, it's done, isn't it? So what? How is he supposed to undo it sitting on the bench? How is he supposed to earn the manager's trust again just sitting on the bench? I don't know. And and it's you know, Grimshaw doesn't strike me as a particularly um, uh, forceful character either. You know, he's, he doesn't strike me as the kind of bloke that's going to be. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but. He strikes me as somebody who might have spoken out of turn, but then where where do we go with this? Do we just keep not playing him? Well, what we, what's going to happen? We're going to sell him for two hundred fifty grand in 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 January or something, and that that's not the outcome we need. It's not for the good of the club. No. Um, as Jack O's just said, Maxwell did okay this. Week. He did. He did. He did. He did, Dave. Yeah, but that's kind of not the. The issue, um, Rob's just said maybe Grimshaw is a disruptive character behind the scenes. I think, uh, like as Matt's just said on face value, I'm, I'm not sure. Do you hang around well, we, know Pavi- we know Pavida is. Yeah. But do you hang around Man City to the age of 23 if you're a disruptive character? I don't think you do. I don't think Pet carries 
players up to the age of 23 who are fundamentally disruptive, flawed characters. Uh, Mark's, Mark Blakey has just made a, a fair comment there. Grimmy Cardley comes across as difficult. In fact, his quietness is one of the things he needs to work on. However, not playing him is just bizarre. Um, yeah, I think you're mirroring everything what has been said there, Mark. Um, okay, let's move on to the next topic. We're not going to talk about this game much because uh, not really much happened in, in a way of Blackpool attacks anyway. But Tim, Birmingham, Birmingham City certainly had um, the lion's share of the uh, serious chances in the first half. This loud goal hit the post and they were on the front foot for the majority of the first half and were unlucky not to be ahead at half-time. Um, first half flops, really. I've, I've branded the... Yeah, I think I think there was there was three sort of stellar chances from their perspective, and um, and probably the most interesting one of the three is is the the goal that ends up being disallowed. Um, but we were extremely lucky not to have gone in at least two 0 down at half time. Um, what what I would say, obviously, if we talk about the uh, the 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 goal that scored, uh, it's interesting. Uh, and, and now all credit to Maxwell here because he didn't just take the decision, what appeared to be the, the initial decision lying down. He went across to the linesman, and, and to be honest, I'm not. I'm, I'm still because I haven't. Had, I've been out all day, so I'm not going to have a chance to watch it back. I'm still not sure whether the shot touches the striker that was in the um, that was in Maxwell's line of vision, or whether it was just the fact he was in his line of vision. But the, the shot was a good one. It was scored by a player who was on side. Um, but there was a player in front of him who appeared to be in an offside position. It didn't get picked up initially, and a lot of keepers would just have accepted it. But Maxwell went over and and clearly quite forcibly remonstrated with the linesman, but in a, in a presumably in a constructive way and made the point. And the linesman took it on board, and 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 it's probably one of the latest flags I've ever seen given. Um, but it appeared, at least from where I was sat, to be the right decision. And um, every credit, I said at the time, every credit to him as the linesman for not just adopting this attitude of, you know, get away of, you know, you know what they sometimes do when, when players go and speak to officials. They're not interested, are they? Uh, but Maxwell seems to have made a very cogent argument as to why it shouldn't have been allowed. And... Um, and, and the linesman's agreed with him, and then the refs agreed with him, and the goal Birmingham <laughs> fans felt going to feel a bit sorry for them in some respects because they've been celebrating for about thirty seconds. Um, it was like a I Coventry think, away, Tim, almost. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's, but it was it. What for me it was the right decision, and and I think the bravest man in the park was the linesman who, who after that after disallowing that goal, stood there and never once looked round whilst bottles and all sorts of crap was being rained down on the pitch. Uh, I, I, he, he had, he had um, heart of a lion, did that guy, I tell you. Because uh, I wouldn't have liked to have stood there with my back to that lot. No. Well, oh. that raging mob. <laughs> oh, we've got, a, we've got a Brum fan in here, John. Well, welcome, John. Um, the, uh, John, John. Yeah, John just said the disallowed goal was a little harsh. As players weren't in the aisle and the keeper, but we can understand why it was chalked off. That's very reasonable of him, isn't it? It says, John. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I don't think he was part of the uh, uh, the baiting mob behind the linesman at the time, John. And listen, I understand, you, you, we would have been upset, I think, if that goal had been chalked off 
so late after it hit the back of the net. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just think it's, I think it was a brave decision by the linesman and the right one at the end of the mm. day. But how the hell we went in nil-nil at half-time is beyond me. So there was um, 23 minutes, Mark Roberts fired over from close range, went in. Um, they, they scored, the, well, they nearly scored, didn't they? When the, the inside the, of the inside bar. Of the bar was, yeah. Yeah. Um, a chap called Tahith Chong um, was slipped in, did everything right, didn't he? Perfect little, perfect little dink over Maxwell. Um, did everything right, and it's it's hit the post and come back. So we've really we've really ridden our luck, haven't we? Mentioned that first half. Um, yeah, we have. We were we were appalling. Um, I couldn't I couldn't put it any other way. I mean, I I thought all. I mean, it's very difficult to tell from the south about offsides and things, but. You know, I saw certainly the two where they they missed. I thought they were in, and then um, the the goal. I couldn't see anything wrong with it from where I I was, but you know, I was a long way away. But mm. yeah, we we were just we were just dire. You know, it was one of them games where the the, the lad who sits next to me, you know, we we were joking. He was going, "Oh, is CJ on the bench?" And I was going, like, "Is this is this how shit it is that you know the great the great hope of Blackpool FC is CJ Hamilton coming off the bench?" You know, that's that's that really was, I think, a signifier. No offense to CJ, but I think it's a signifier of how poor it was that he seemed infinitely better than any of any mm. you know the options that we'd seen. It was awful. So, half time, I um, I was eternally grateful that I had my uh, Moretti upgrade in the bag. So, um, we happily went up to, uh, to get warm, sat there and uh, watched the TV. And it was Eddie. Eddie put the idea in my head. He said, "I don't want to go and watch the second half. Let's just stay in here." <laughs> It's too cold and it's too boring. Were his exact words, and um, I could I couldn't argue with it. Could not argue this with this. Is where you should have stood up to him and said, "You're not a proper fan unless you get back out there and suffer with everybody else." That's what you should have said. That's what proper dad would do. Not say, "Yes, Eddie, we'll stay inside and I'll get another three pints." <laughs> You can you can almost watch it from within there. You can watch it on the stream, and it was also uh, Morocco versus Portugal. I wanted to see the wink crying, and um, so yeah, that was a it was a successful afternoon on that part. So I, I just stayed in there, and watched it in there, um, but I didn't really miss much. And I've uh, I've penned the uh, third topic. We're going to talk about second half suckers. Mitch, who's the suckers? The people who stayed and watched the second half. Or um, me, who stayed in the warmth of the Moretti Lounge with quite a few other people. Well, I don't see the need for some kind of polarising debate on on attendance choices, John, but the second half was nearly as shit as the first half. I mean, what happened in the second half, um, I think probably boils down to we shot into somebody's legs once, 
Um, Patino and Carey had a mildly interesting move where Carey put it about eight yards wide and Medine headed one that was never, ever, ever going in, but everyone went, ooh, anyway, just because it was something that happened. And then Birmingham nearly scored, I think, twice, three times more. Uh, Maxwell made two really good saves. Um he, he did make two really good saves at their feet. Um, he got away with one where they slipped. They slipped a ball through. Um, their striker really should have got a touch on it. He was absolutely frozen, and he, he, he would have he would have sort of been culpable for it. But he got away with one, um, and they had another goal choked off. So, in by my reckoning, um, they could have scored four in that half, whereas we maybe got the ball near their goal a couple of times. Um, but never on target. So I suppose the conclusion is we're all suckers. Anything Ready to add? To John was, John was <laughs> What was that? That summed it up. No, we, I don't think anyone really needs to say any more about that second I, I actually did think we were, and, and David agrees with me, clearly in the chat, I did think we were a tad better in the second half <laughs> because we actually had a couple of half chances where in the first half we had absolutely none. I, I, I am very worried about and and using my old um catchphrase that the, the malaise around the place. I mean it was the shit and it, and it's I don't blame the fans because it's dictated by what's going on on the pitch um and, and the atmosphere around the club at the moment but there's that malaise around it and and it was the shittest atmosphere that I can ever recall. And when you bear in mind that we've got the Birmingham fans, there was a little bit of banter about the handball stuff, and and that was quite funny. Uh, but there was... It, everything was half-hearted. It seemed half-hearted on the pitch, and it was half-hearted off the pitch. And we've got to break out of that cycle, and I don't know how we're going to do it. And we're no, we're no doubt going to discuss about how it might be done. But the, the atmosphere has been killed it's been destroyed mm. and and that was our biggest you know we were literally last season the 12th man and and we're not anymore and and i looked around the stadium you know and you know a jest a bit but that west stand is normally pretty full and it there must have been 20 percent of the seats that were normally full empty the south was a lot emptier there's loads of spare seats around me in the north a lot of people just thought can't be asked um, and uh, it, it is, uh, it's, it's an extremely worrying, it felt like we're relegation fodder yesterday to me. We're a dead man walking, I think was a phrase I, I heard, dead man walking rather. We, we look like a relegated side. Yeah. Um, Mitch, I don't think, I don't think, can you add anything on the, on the atmosphere? I, I absolutely agree with what Tim's saying. It's just, it's gone. The atmosphere, the the impetus is gone. It's flat. There's there's no positivity around the place. And it's um, I read I read a tweet today that someone said it's it's a bit like when Simon Grayson was in charge now. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it feels very much like that. Um, it's almost felt. I mean, after after Wigan, which was quite unpleasant at the at sort of in the last. Well, hostile, I suppose, is the word, not unpleasant, in the last 15, 20 minutes. It almost felt as if people had decided, well, if you've nothing nice to say, don't say anything. And, you know, there were points when 
There were points when you could hear the players shouting on the pitch at corners. There were points where you could, you, I could hear um, husband sort of chuntering away because he, he he wasn't happy with with what was going on, and you could hear him chuntering away when he was down. You know, they were the defenses at the south in the second half, and I can't remember the last. I can't remember since sort of. I mean, even maybe going back to sort of like the fag end and Terry McPhillips when, you know, I just after we'd come back and when, you know, when that was, just, that's the kind of vibe that I remember then sort of, you know, people leaving 20 minutes before the end of the game and then you can just hear the players shouting at each other. I don't even remember it being that quite that grim under Grace and quite that, you know, under Grace and people were at least were angry with what was going on, but there was just this, I don't know, just complete apathy to what was going on. Mark Tunis has just put the anti-football is not helping the board. Had the chance to change it and bottled it. Everything good is being undone. Fair comment, Pete, or not? Yeah, I think it is. Um, I feel a bit sorry for, for Appleton, I've got to say, but um, it's... Uh, you know the, the the feeling around the place, as Tim said, it's it, the the malaise is is grim. And how do you get out? How do you get out of that now um, without some change going on? Um, you know, I, I, as most of you know, I've not been a particular. You know, I was a bit worried about um, Simon Sadler when he took over. No real reasons, but maybe just because of what happened in the past for all those years. As I experienced the Cartmore years as well. Uh, and I'm, I need a bit of sort of smoothing over, but uh, I'm still not convinced that um, you know things are right at the club. Uh, you know, we deserve things to be bright after you know the last forty years. Tim, let's bring you in. Next, uh, come up from Matthew Warren. There's no ambition from the board, no fight or passion from the players as well. Um, and then just following on what what Pete's said. Something's not right. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I think it start. It's, it's difficult to pinpoint it. I, th- I mean, it it starts off with what's going on the pitch. I mean, you know, I think you know. Let, let you know, look at a couple of performances yesterday. Patino had probably his worst game I can recall him playing, apart from maybe one game when he was he shouldn't have been playing. When he was ill. He was he was non-existent. Jerry Yates was non-existent. Um. And you know we've got a, a makeshift back four. <coughs> we didn't. Um, to be honest, probably the most uh, positive, the positive introduction actually came from the bench. I thought CJ did a little bit. Obviously, we nearly scored from him. But Pavida looked look, arguably the most um, interested player. Maybe he felt he had something to prove. Um, but I'm really struggling to to pick up any much of any positives other than Pavita did a little bit when he came on. And and when you're in a you know, you've had they've had a month off, they've 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 been away for their warm weather training and all this business and you know, to be fair, the board have paid for that and but it, it's just we've come back and there's more people seems to be out injured than when we went, you know, we talked about having this month off and we'd have various players back. You know, no sign of about six players who should be playing, who would be first-team starters. Uh, not a lot of information. Well, at least I mean, perhaps I'm, I, perhaps I've not been keeping as close an eye as I should have been doing, but not a lot of information about who's out, why they're out, when they're back. Nothing. 
Um, and we've got all these people involved in the football club who are meant to be disseminating information and 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 providing us with, you know, the club spirit. But we get nothing. We get we get told nothing. I I had no I I think we were told there was there was more players out than than before the before the break. But I don't think I, I, unless I missed anything, I don't think we were told who it was. And so you turn up and you you know and it's and they suddenly realise like. He's missing. He's missing it. You know, we've got we got Epiteta missing. We've got Thor- I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't expecting Thornley to be injured. I believe Fiorini got injured again uh, on the in the war weather training camp. Obviously, Corbin, presumably, is another one who's out. And and you just go through and through and through. Obviously, Beasley was back on the bench once, which was, I suppose, a slight positive. But yeah, I, I just I, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the most passionate. As, as we all are, one of the most passionate people, and I really look forward to going to the games. And I didn't even want to go. No, yeah, I couldn't be oh, asked. Yeah. That's I, I couldn't be. That was my attitude. I, I was actually hoping it would be cool. Same. I was the same. Home. Exactly the same. I was like, yeah. I shouldn't be like. I shouldn't be feeling like that. As Matthew just I mean, said in the chat, you were, you were involved. You were involved in 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 it and the changeover really heavily, weren't you? Uh, and I know you're not now, but I, I mm. mean, the time's moved on, but it all seemed to be sort of hunky-dory then, um, apart from the fact he took Grayson on, which I think we all know was a bit of a, a major error. But what's going on? It's completely I don't know. different. We, 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 sort of, we, we had a bit gone. of... Um, we, we, there, was, there was a lot of... Uh, we had a good headwind, didn't we? When after, after, obviously, interim board comes in, Simon comes in, we have a good headwind... You know, made a mistake with Grayson, realised the mistake, to be fair, quite early, um, you know, and and and, and, and rectified it. <coughs> and then whichever way you look at it and whatever we think about what has happened since, um, the appointments, and it wasn't just Critchley, it was the Calderwood appointment and, and various other appointments, all seemed to be the right ones at the right time and they worked well. And it created... It, it, it created a real buzz, and um, that all seems to have been wrapped. You know, it's almost like somebody's put the the pin in the balloon. It's two two out of th- two, two out of three bad appointments. Mitch, let's move on to um, the fifth point, which you can come in on now. Um, well, can I which, can I just go back yeah. to that point about the general yeah, malaise yeah. very quickly? I well, think that... there's there's probably three things that combine to it. Any any board can make a bad appointment. That that's not something to to put Sadler over the coals for. Any board can make a bad appointment. Right now in football, half the managers' jobs are under question. So you know, therefore, half the boards are shit. No, it doesn't work like that. You can make a mistake. But I think when you combine an unpopular appointment with think with albeit small, but nonetheless, exit. You know in the current economic climate, price rises, and then a general message that, oh, well, you know, everybody's got to understand that we're building an East Stand so that you can't expect us to actually go out and compete there. But but actually, don't worry, we will compete. And then a cock-up of a transfer window, that's what's gone wrong. That's why the atmosphere is bad. And then we, we haven't actually heard anything from the club of any depth since the sort of... Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others 
then please consider joining our Patreon support program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us. Patreon.com forward slash Seasiders pod. Let's get back to the content. See you later. Don't worry, we've got a right back. And Mansford telling us, don't worry, don't worry that we'll, you know, Critch is only one man. We've got a fantastic backroom staff. And actually, when you look at it, I was thinking about this today. When you look at it, that fantastic backroom staff that we all had to not worry about because, you know, Critch was only one man, they've all gone. We've had a complete <laughs> turnover. Fitness coach is gone. Director of football's gone. Recruitment team's changed completely. And and to be fair, Big Murphs is a bit of a different kettle of fish because he wanted to go. But there's even been changes in the youth setup. The whole thing has turned over. Even like the media and backroom staff have turned over. So this sort of wonderful security and this wonderful, brilliant, all-encompassing team, that's that's not there anymore. So, you know, it's, it's just flat, isn't it? It's, it's, it goes much deeper than just they've cocked up with, with getting Appleton in because you could, that happens. Yeah. But Appleton was, it, it went, taking him as the manager went completely against what the model was. I mean, it yeah. couldn't have been further from, so, you know, they had it all geared up for that. So they said, it, well, it's the it's continuity, just, isn't it? It's the, there was the model that was supposed to bring continuity. Then you bring a, a man who was only ever going to work if that if the model that had been previously in place was then disrupted, and 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 it it, it doesn't make logical sense. Anyway, what we what was your question, John? Sorry, uh, we're just stuck <laughs> with him. Question mark. Um, I'm just going to sort the dog out. Cause it's barking, so I'm sure you can. Reel something else off on this famous quotation. Uh, it's for, copyrighted, I think, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We just stuck with him, question mark. Well, increasingly, I'm thinking we're not, we shouldn't be stuck with him. Um, I would probably not. I would probably not blame him for quite a lot of the problems. I think I'd, I put I put on AVFTT something today, which I thought if I say so myself, was quite succinct for me, which feels like... He feels like somebody must have turned up and interviewed very well for the wrong job. You know, I, I don't I don't know why he's our manager. Um, I've been trying to stick... I'm, 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 well, I'm just having a look at this comment about I'm going to stick sit on the fence on there. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure why we all have to have a definite view. I'm not sure why being honest is sitting on the fence. I'm being honest in that, you know, I sit there and I try my very best to get behind the team and, and you try your best to see the good in the players and to see the good in what's going on and it's not working and I'm not sure what's fence sitting about that. Um <sighs> Should we stick with him? 
Probably not. I mean, we've got two choices. We either back him, we kick out half the squad that don't fit the way he wants to play and go and spend about 10 million quid on players, but I can't see us doing that. So we might as well get rid and then I don't I don't really know what we're going to do. Go back to playing reductive football, you know, go back to trying to find somebody else to... What, what do we do? I think, I, mean, I, not... I, th- I think we need someone to motivate the players because to me, they... They they are that's an unmotivated bunch of players that I saw and I don't think they're playing for the manager, to be quite honest. And um they're just going through the motions. So I think it really is, Tim, a case now of back him or sack him, one or the other. This cannot well, con- I, I, this cannot continue. No no, I mean they 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 basically they brought in a manager who plays a completely different system to Critchley, but then left him with the players that effectively left him with the players that Critchley in for his system that don't play the system that Appleton wants to play. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And they've lost out. You know, I mean, you go you go back to the joke of Bishop, who they've not signed because of his injury record, who's played 19 times this season and scored nearly as many goals, I think. And, and, that we, and we sign every single crock under the sun. It's like... It, it, you know, it's a it's 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 a comedy of errors. It's it's beyond laughable. I mean, Liam we Bridget. come out with these statements and then basically contradict ourselves by then signing all the players who who, who have got horrendous injury records just to, to just to add fuel to the fire of the Kevin Stewart debacle, and and they're permanently on the sick list and we're paying them, and we could have been. Whether it's Bishop or somebody else, we could have been paying paying somebody decent wages to do a proper job for us. I mean, it's, as you say, Tim. I mean, it's like Liam Bridcut. It's like somebody sat there and thought about how can we wind up the fan base a bit more. These fan base are really pissed off about Kevin Stewart. Let's get another one of him in. That'll be funny. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Some polarised views in the chat. And, and I'll be honest, I have done everything I humanly can in my mind to try and see the positive in what Appleton wants to do. And I still theoretically like the idea of a manager that comes in and goes, no, we're going we're gonna to play our way, we're going to play on the front foot, we're going to try and control games. But I just can't see it. I mean, it's been... I just can't see it anymore. I just can't. It's been that long, and it's been, we've just been stuck in these ruts of awful, formless, bland, nothing football. And I don't even think the players aren't trying. The players just look utterly lost. They just, they just, 
don't know. These I suspect. Like... I suspect with some of the senior players, he's he's lost them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's the lost. Because there's some there's big... rumors are like, that the dressing room's been lost, and yeah, you know, once that... that happens, you lose the crowd as well, which we have. We never had the crowd. I don't think he was always struggling. Well, exactly. To get well, them, yeah. Really. I mean, I think it all smacks of um, naivety and uh, some arrogance from the from the board, really, uh, from the top <laughs> top down, because you know they they. I'm not, I'm not sure a, a, a black, having a Blackpool supporter as a chairman or, or owner of a football club is a particularly great thing. Um, but I just, you know, I, I just think they, the naivety of them um, taking on Appleton when, I mean, I wanted to give him a chance. I wasn't against him because, but we all know the fan base didn't want him, you know, the, the Preston connection and the fact we've had him before and he's a bit dour and he doesn't, you know, it, it just it, it just smacks of, well, sod everyone else, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, it's which is fine, he's yeah. the owner, it's his money. It's an old boys club but, kind of thing, isn't it? You know, you've got Mansford giving his mate, yeah. uh, giving his mate Appleton the job, um, Bridcut, one of their... Uh, one of Appleton's mates, he gets a nice fat contract for playing three games. And but in a, in, a, in, a, in a way, we had all this with Critchley as well in terms of all the players coming in from crew and all the players who seem to, you know, we see, we seem to only ever be able to scout. And hopefully these two lads from Coventry will fix this, but we only seem to be able to scout in a vicinity of a, of a sort of about te- five years of the ex, of the manager's past career and about 50 miles around where the manager lives, which, you know, it's hardly a global search for success, is it? You know, and, and I've got every sympathy for the economic circumstances of, of, of the football club. But, you know, saying that, it doesn't look like we've necessarily scoured the earth for the, for you know, the top top young bargains out there. Do you know, you know I question what the recruitment team's doing, doesn't I, it? I, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I, I feel, know? I feel... I feel for Simon Sadler because I think he's coming into this with all the best intentions, and oh, yeah. the likes of it, it starts and ends at Mansford for me, because he's the man on reportedly I don't know what three hundred grand plus a year, so he's getting well paid by Sadler, and well, he's just failing. John, it's right there in the well, accounts. it's in the accounts, yeah. So this guy's on over three hundred thousand, three hundred thousand pounds a year, and the book stops at him. Um, in my eyes, and it's just his old little old boys network. That's what's happening, and that's why it's failing. And if anyone needs to go, he needs to go. I think the book stops on at the top, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, well, well, Simon Sadler's got to make a call, I think. Can Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Just sweep the lot of them out. I think, much as I feel sorry for Appleton now, he's not going to get supported. He's not been supported. If the board have got anything about them, They'll announce that he's gone this week. I think we've got to get rid now and uh, get somebody in before Christmas and, and the January transfer window. That's uh, um, that moves on to moves on to point but, six quite nicely there, Pete. How do we fix this? And that's is that what you think? Is that what you think we've got to do? Yeah, sadly, yeah, it is. I can't see any way back for, for him now. Tim, um, Tim, how do we fix this? Um, I, I do actually feel quite sorry for Mark Carlton because I think he's had his, he's been kneecapped before he starts. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
And uh, so on, on a personal level, I, but I don't see how he's going to turn it around. I, I really don't. I, um, and I just think the players were signing, the desperate, desperate signings. You know, the, the fact that Grant Ward gets signed, the fact that Bridcup gets signed, it's because we failed. We failed con- consistently over that summer transfer window. And, um, you know, can we get Bowler back? Will Bowler make a difference if we get him back? I don't know. But the, the, but the, the longer we stay near that bottom, the less attractive we're going to be for any player of any calibre who we might want to attract because if they think, right, well, you know, I'm going to sign for Blackpool, but then we're back in Division 1 in four months' time, then it might not be perceived to be a great career move. Where last season, when we'd come up and we'd, we'd, we'd given the right good fist of it and we looked like we could establish ourselves in the championship, we were an attractive proposition. And that's where we've missed out. We've actually, I'm concerned that we've almost missed the boat with the type of player that we want. And that's, We had a shocking window in January last year, didn't we? <coughs> um. Uh, and I'll, you know, at the end of the day, our, you know, Patino arguably accepted. Our, I didn't think we'd done brilliantly in the loan window last year. And I think we, this window has been, on, on a loan front, has been appalling. It's, it's been terrible. I think Patino has yeah. been quite good. I don't think he's been, you know, look at the hype around Patino. I mean, he, yeah, Preston game and what, he's got one other goal. And he looks a very, you know, he looks a canny player, but he, he's not. He's not. He's not Juice Hall, Hall, is he? No, he's not. He's not. He's not. Hold, no, well, no. He's not hold the team into sort of the next level or anything. The, the loan window was dreadful. And then yesterday, in the middle of an injury crisis, we've got the—I think it's—we've made two permanent signings, didn't we? Both of them not even playing. I mean, what is that? You've got Callum Wright and Don Thompson not even in the side, so it's just dire. And I think actually, when we go to how do you fix it? I think possibly one of the things we might need to do is get a manager in that's going to create a bit of creative friction within the team. You know, because it's unlikely that Sadler's going to bin off Mansford. But if 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 you actually want to put the way the club runs into some kind of focus, you need to get a manager in who's got a strong sense of what he wants to do and who's going to actually kick up a fuss if he doesn't get it. I mean, I, I feel a bit like Appleton is possibly not very happy at the way things have gone. But I also sense, I don't think he's somebody that's going to sort of go around and shout and bang on doors until he gets what he wants. Critchley certainly wasn't. He was very sort of an amenable character. I mean, he was strong in his own way, but he was a very amenable character and he was sort of very much one for the project and one for the team. And I think it'd be really interesting to see what the dynamic would be like if we got a manager with a bit of a, a bit of an ego and a bit of um, you, 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 of... you do know where all arrows are pointing to. A certain... never. No, no. A certain no, individual who said he wants to be a championship manager. No, 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 forget that. <laughs> forget that, no. Can he do any worse? <laughs> well, <laughs> but very possibly. God, I don't know. I think that, I just think that's gone. And I think what... <laughs> Have I just talked him in there? How wrong is that? <laughs> well, he said to Ben, I said, no, you, you take him back. I don't want him. <laughs> 
Ben Bannister earning three hundred grand a three hundred grand a year. Corbinou or whatever he's called. I said, Buddy Corbinou. I'd have never heard of him. I didn't want him at the club. <laughs> Get him back. Oh Christ! <laughs> you look like him, man. <laughs> I could go in as a knockoff Ollie, couldn't I? Just keep that on yourself. Oh, it's enough yeah, to get a speaker. What, How like long can they get away with it? You look like on the Saturday, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we fix this, Mitch? Uh, very succinctly, in a nutshell, what's... Well, if I was the manager, if it was Simon Sadler... Oh, Simon Sadler, what are you doing? I, th- I, think, I think you've got to cut your losses with Appleton, and, and unless you're going to chuck a load of money at it, you've got to cut your losses with Appleton. It's got, it's just got too toxic. It's just not, it's not, it's not right. And and we just look, we look scared of our own shadows. And I think you go and get a manager with a bit of strong presence, strong personality, who is going to simplify things, um, work pragmatically and get the best out of what they've got, add a bit of quality. You know, you're never going to get more than two, three at most decent players in, in January, but add a bit of quality and hope for the best. Pete, very, for Pete very quickly, how do you fix it? You're Simon Sudler. What, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to get a new manager in. Uh, I'm going to support him financially. I'm going to get rid of Mansford um, and hope for the, this the team that they've got in from Coventry, the guys from there, etc., can do the business. But they've Trust got to support. Them. It's got to change. The whole thing's got to change. You're saving 300 quid immediately off the bat, aren't you? 300 grand, sorry. <laughs> 300 quid. 300, 300 yeah. grand. 300, 300 grand off your, off your balance sheet <laughs> there for spending on players. Exactly. Tim, what are you doing? You're Simon Sadler. How are you fixing um, it? I'm... Um, unfortunately, from Michael's perspective, I've got to change the manager. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's going to. I don't think a change at the at the, at the top is going to happen. I don't think actually that's going to have in the short term too much relevance to the situation. I just think the players that we've got. I'm, I'm concerned that we might end up losing some players in January as well. To be honest, including our talisman centre forward and and how that's going to be received. So hang on, which one? I think there's yeah, two talismen up there, isn't that right, Mitch? Well, there's, there's two talismen. Actually, going to anybody else wants. You <laughs> uh, need to get I, the players back on board as well. Yeah, and I think I think they, they've got to find they've got to find a manager from somewhere um, who can who can rally the troops because we've we it's going to be it's going to be a tough four or five months and um, and they've got to get the crowd, you know, whoever it is. And it's not Holloway. I'll tell you um, who it should be. It's not I'll, tell you what, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what really, really, um, Paul, uh, what's the word, um, crystallised it for me, was watching Canada at the World Cup, <laughs> playing against teams that were technically way better than them, and just going for it and playing with a bit of verve and a bit of soul and a bit of joy in the feet. And I thought, well, this is, this is, this is what we should be playing like if if the theory was there. And then I came back and it was so far away from that style of football. It was so far away from it. It was, it was, 
it was fearful. It was there was no bravery in it at all, and it was just you cannot you cannot survive. It's for us to survive in the championship. We have either got to be more daring than anybody else, work harder than anybody else. There's only two ways to, to for us to survive because we've got less money and we've got less um, sort of quality there for the most teams. So you've either got to you've either got to as all those years ago Holloway did. You've got to out you know just out dare every other side. Or, as probably as Critchley did, you've got to work 10% harder than every other side. And to be fair, Grayson first time round. That is the only way to do it. You can't... Who's going to do it? The Canada manager. Let's go and get him. <laughs> go on, let's let's get the show. You're not going to get him. Well, I don't know, because I don't give a shit about any other team. Let's People get the shopping go, trolley. Like, oh, Let, like, what's the wider world of football? I don't know. I watch us, and then the other team turn up, and I go, oh, it's Birmingham. Oh, it's... Them. I don't know who's going to be the new manager. There's got to be somebody, somebody in the entire world of football that is willing to either get us working really hard or get us playing with a bit of joy not this sort of in-between state that we've got where we where it's neither. So Chris Beach in the Moretti Lounge. Get him in. <laughs> I said to him, I said to him, you did a good job at Carlisle, didn't you? And he said, well, yeah, pretty good. I did one at, oh, it was quite good at, um, was it a, where was he manager? Cardiff. Is it Carl? Carlisle? Carlisle. It was Carlisle. Was it Carlisle? Was it I, Carlisle? I said to him, yeah, I thought you did a quite, you did a good job, didn't you, at Hartlepool? And he said, yeah, I did a good job at Carlisle as well, actually. He totally got me. So, yeah, he's at AFC Fylde now. Right, finally, seventh point of the Seaside 7, uh, point seven. Um, Respect the point. We didn't lose. We've got a point. Uh, Birmingham are quite good on the travels. Um, they're still... We're still only two wins away from mid-table, so is is there anything positive to come out of the game? Started, no. I, well, yes, in the... Was there anything positive at all? Some of the defenders played quite well, and and um, I always call him Ethan Williams, even though he's not called Ethan. Uh, Williams, Reese Williams, was actually not bad again. Um, but really, overall, no. And I think you've got to put it in context, don't you? It, it, it's all very well so on a point's a point, and that's a point. But in the context of the, of the last six or seven performances, it's we don't need. We're going to need wins to get out of where we are. We're going to need more than that. We didn't have a shot on target. We never looked remotely like winning that game. Not remotely like winning the game. At no point did I think we were going to score. Um, it was. It was. Rubbish. So a point is a point, but it's it's not a good point. It's not a you know one of those games where you come off going, well, oof. it was just it just happened. So that's no, a good I don't one. think it yeah, was... it just happened. That's another quality one. That's up there with. We're just stuck with him. Going on the. So, uh... No, I don't. I don't think it was a good point. It in conclusion. Tim, you were going to say well, it was a good. It was a good point for the point of view that on, on a, if we play that game again ten times, we'd lose every single time. Yeah. So right. it's a good point from that perspective. But I, I take I take Mitch's point that that it it doesn't leave um, it doesn't leave much um, air in the balloon, does it? Of positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so from um, we need to start winning. <clears throat> the diff- the problem is we've now got two away games. Difficult away game at Cardiff and a, 
and and then the the Boxing Day derby against Hull, oh. you know, a nice local game for us on Boxing Day. Um, Who's going to that? By the way, I was going to go. I'm not going now. Decided. Well, no. th- this this sums it up. You know, Tim said he didn't want to go. I couldn't remember we were playing next, and when we got in the car, my lad said. He says, like, who have we got next? I can't remember. And I looked up and I saw Cardiff away, which is no chance I'm going to get to that. And then I thought, who have we got on Boxing Day? Hull. And I thought, oh, good, that's far enough away to, for me to feel like I don't have to go. <laughs> and that, that sums it up because that is depressing because at the moment I get up in the dark, I drive to work, I come home from work in the dark, life's shit and football's one of the few joys we've got and it's crap. Yeah. And that's me. Like, that's me. That's me, and I'm not one of those people that's always on the internet demanding everybody get sacked and fired into space. I do, I do, I do my best to not be like that, and and it has been crap and joyless. So, right, be, right, player, right, player ratings. <laughs> yeah, all, all round to de- watch the diner rodding. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you live stream your next one, Pete? Live oh, Diner yeah. Rodding. Why not? Live, yeah, absolutely. Right, let's fire through these. Um, oh. Chris Maxwell, starting with you, Tim. Eight. A good performance for me. <clears throat> probably one of, <clears throat> excuse me, probably one of our best. Okay, Pete, Callum Connolly. I think he got well, sponsors man I'm of the match. Actually. I'm only doing it on the. I'm only doing it on the second half, aren't I? I thought he played okay. I thought the back four were all pretty good, to be fair. Uh, so I'd give him a six plus. Okay. He had a cracking chackle first half that that, that took him, away yeah. a certain shot on goal as well. So I'd, I'd be looking up to a seven for that. Yeah, seven then. <laughs> he folded like a pack of cards, then didn't he? Well, to be fair, he was he was rotting his drains, so you know, I'm just asking him out. No, I just I, mean, I thought they all I thought all back four played all right. Yeah, um, not Reese Evans, not Evan Williams, Reese Williams, Mitch. Um, much improved performance, and I think he's played Wigan. He was quite good, and I thought he was okay again yesterday. Well, I mean, here's a crazy thought. I, I mean, I said, you said to me ages ago, in a pod ages ago, you said, should we drop Marvin? And I went, no, don't be stupid. Marvin's one of our best players. We don't want to drop Marvin. Marvin will come good. Oh, it's just a little blip. And Marvin's just been horrible for a long time. And we all blamed Williams for making Marvin horrible. But actually... Williams played really quite well, again, next to Jimmy, and, and really didn't look... Look, look bad at all. So maybe he's not as bad as we all thought. Mm. In conclusion, I'll give him a seven. I'm trying to find the best layout so we're not covered up. There isn't one. Yeah, seven. Give him a seven plus. Mm, okay. <laughs> you know how much I like the debate around scoring. <laughs> uh, Tim, Jimmy, Jimmy, husband. Steady, steady. I think I endorse the comments that Pete made. I think the back, well, I'll, I'll, I'll bar one. Um, I thought the back four did okay, um, and um, but yeah, nothing special. Um, six plus, I think. Yeah, I've got to go with Jimmy. 
Uh, Pete, on the second half, you did see Luke Garbutt um, back in the side again. I thought he did all right, actually. I thought he, he, added, did, he did okay. He, he offered a bit. It makes you wonder what, you know, if he's the answer and Tomo's on the on the bench, you know, six. What I would say is I thought he was okay going forward, as he's always been. But yeah. defensively, the first half, he had a mare. He did. He, yeah. he, he was awful, um, but he did. To be fair, from an attacking perspective, he was one of our greatest threats, uh, and I, I actually quite like him in, in a wing back role, but not in a in a flat back four. Yeah. He's he's a liability. Six, six is fair. Yeah, uh, Charlie, Patino, Pete. Uh, again, based on the, he was spraying balls all over the place, but not where he was supposed to be yesterday. Just had a off second half, and if it was the same in the first half, um, probably a four, wow. five. You think four, wow. four? I think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's that's his worst game when fit because yeah. it was ill. It was ill one game, and he was quite bad was. then as well. Yeah, yeah, not good. Um, so Kenneth of Dougal, Tim. Oh, Mitch, Mitch, sorry. Um, I don't think Dougs was up to much yesterday. Um, I'm sorry, Tim. I mean, you you can give Gaz a bad mark. I don't mind. <laughs> um, I don't think Dougs was up to much. Five plus. Yeah, yeah. I don't get him same. To be fair, yeah. I'm not. I'll call it when I call. You know, when they're not playing well. Sunny Carey, lot of endeavour, a bit of lack of quality, Tim. Yeah, he probably showed of those three in midfield the the most energy. I think to be fair to him, um, but uh, not a lot of end product. Um, and again, it's like it's like a six, isn't it? Mm. But it's it, it's six could do better. Yeah, Shane Lavery, Pete. Well, from what I saw, he, he looked the liveliest of the of the front three, and then he took him off, which was a bit of a. I was a bit surprised at that. So I think he did okay from what I saw. He was, you know, but he's not a wide player, is he? Yeah. Um, I think six again. Mm. Ooh, okay, you've got Mitch Big Gaz. Um, Big Gaz was very quiet. Um, he was obviously very, very poorly. Let's leave it there. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, five. Mm. Nice bit of control first half. Can't really remember him doing much. Oh, he had the header that went wide as well. Five. Yeah. I do think uh, in his defence, uh, I think a lot of the, the, the balls when we play them long today were nowhere near him. I say today, yesterday, nowhere near him. And, and I'm thinking, if you're going to put the ball in, at least put it somewhere near him so he can he can fight for it. But uh, it was again, it was all part of the just general poor poor approach play. But I think the front three all suffered horribly from the fact we seemed to play the game so deep. You know, it's just seemed we 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 sort of seemed to be constantly trying to move the ball from the edge of our own box 
not from the halfway line, you know. When you see a good team, they start attacking from much higher up the pitch and we just seem pinned in all the time. And I think all three of them were going to hide into nothing, but there we go. So, round this off, Tim, Jerry Yates, uh, a plowder, looked a flawn figure up there. Yeah, he looked, he looked frustrated, but he didn't uh, <clears throat> he didn't do much himself, to be honest, when on the few occasions that I can recall him getting the ball. I don't, he didn't... In, in previous games, I felt that when things weren't going right, that he's even... Be, you know, we've seen him play almost end up in the right-back spot, haven't we? And, and, and putting it about and trying to encourage people. He, he looked a bit flat. And um, it's not like Jerry. Uh, and he's one of my favourite players, but I think it's a five, and that's... Probably one of the worst scores he's ever had. He did have a sublime bit of play at once, though. Was it the ball, the the one that put um, Carey through, and he hit it miles wide? There was one little. I thought it was Patino. I thought it was Patino and Carey. Patino, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Okay, let's move got a few news items to catch up on. Um, Obviously, it's been a while since last pod, so we'll we'll do that now. Breaking news today, gentlemen. Uh, Neil Critchley is now the manager of Queen's Park Rangers, the man that didn't want to be a championship manager. is now a championship manager again. And uh, we play them on March, March 14th. Checking the dates, yeah. 14th. QPR at home, Tuesday night under the lights. And I've been thinking I might change my um, seat to the uh, near the away dugout of the West Stand for this one to give a forthright view on his treacherous decision in the summer, which has ruined the club. What's someone else? Probably be sacked before then, anyway. <laughs> Anyone got Dissembl- any thoughts on it? Dissembling Janus is my contribution. What? Well, I've no thoughts on him because he had no words for us and he couldn't even summon up the basic human dignity to knock out one of those shitty uh, notes on your iPhone notes that players always do, you know. So I can't be asked even speculating how his next move might go because, frankly, I don't care. And swiftly moving on, um, FA Cup round three draw home to Nottingham Forest. How do we all feel about that? We're going to go out in the third round so we can focus on the league, aren't we? <laughs> Will Josh Bowler be cup-tied? <laughs> Josh Bowler can't play for anybody other than us. I know, I know. Which is a, there's a delicious irony in that... <laughs> In that he's, he's, you know, he's, he's... To be fair, I feel sorry for him. I don't think he's beginning a fair crack of the whip at Olympiacos, but... Uh, I actually thought it could be, could be a good year for him there, and then he could come back and 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 assert himself uh, in 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 in, the, in maybe in the Premier League. But it's not worked out. Um, you know, it, it, I think he could come back, and he could come back to us. But obviously, they won't let him play in that game anyway, would they? So I could be wrong, Tim, but I. I'm sure I read, read or heard or somebody said that he was actually starting to work his way into the Olympiacos setup a bit better. Right. I could be wrong, but right. it might even have been Sean said that to me because that's, of course, the sort of thing Sean would know about is who was playing in Greek reserve football or not. But 
Exactly. Sean who? Stats. Yeah, he's dead Sean, to us now. Now he's turned he to the dark side. He'll, he'll be working. He'll be sat there on the club's re, um, refutation of everything we've said in this pod now, <laughs> just typing away. Like. <laughs> oh, Sean. <laughs> Actually, when you look at the stats, Hackleton has done fantastically, and all of Ben Mansford's decisions have been excellent. <laughs> Oh, 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 right. Um, the recruitment team change has happened since we were on the last pod, so I think we just need to briefly talk about that. Um, a guy called Chris Badlam will now manage the sporting and performance departments at the club, including the support staff around the first team, development squad and academy. So, sweeping changes in the uh, much-fabled recruitment team. So, I guess... This is a uh, an admission of failure, Tim, that it's uh, been an absolute clusterfuck and a disaster. Yeah, or is I it? mean, I mean, Simon isn't one to accept failure. I think is is the the short answer, and and recruitment has failed dramatically. I mean, you look at you look at how we've recruited and who we've recruited and who we haven't recruited, and with the odd exception, maybe Patino, but that's come through Appleton. It's not come through the recruitment team. I'm struggling to think of any, any positive contribution they've made, which when you're paying these people, presumably quite good money to do a job, it begs the question what they're doing, because like we've spoken about before, our recruitment seems to um, center on pockets of influence. So you've got the pocket of influence that, that Ben Mansford's got and the contacts he's got, and you've got the pockets of influence and contacts that Appleton's got. And then you wonder where, where and what these reasonably well, I presume the reasonably well paid um, recruitment individuals, what they're actually doing and what contribution they're making. They're making the, the reality is they're making none or arguably a negative one, because if the manager was given a greater license or if, God forbid you employed a chief scout. Remember, we used to have chief scouts rather than heads of recruitment. We might actually get somebody in who's half decent who can actually play more than three games a season. I used to go and do so, a bit of scouting down here for Matt for when back in the awful days. Yeah. Well, half of us could do a better job because, you know, you know, you, you, half the kids. On Championship Manager and FIFA. Me and John could be... I bet Eddie could... Me and John could be like a big lad up front scouting team. We could scout the country looking for promising big lads up front. We could all, you know, Tim, you could go and look for midfield ratters and that would be be perfect. As as I said, as I said, look at what Holland did against Argentina to get back in the game. Hitting the big men. The Argies did not like it up them. And it worked. So you need to have that plan B. I've always said that. Shame we're not playing Argentina then. <laughs> yeah. Right, gents. I think we'll leave it there. We've done an hour, and uh, yeah, we don't want to depress everyone further, do we? Anyway, Johnny, I hope you're going to have your pink gin and lemonade. Is it, is it, is it, where's his mute? Where's his mute? Where's his mute? There it is. I'll add it. I'll add it there out. <laughs> 
Gin and lemonade. I didn't actually drink it though, Tim. I said I quite like it. I won't pour you it, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be coming back to the reaction show after last game. Um, please do subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. Do like. You know what remains to be said is yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading. And up the pool. Up the pool. Up the pool. So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon supporter programme that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod, you'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month, price of a pint, and for that you get a few other bits in return, which is access to our private members whatsapp group you'll get some exclusive podcasts competitions so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod it'd be great to have you on board thanks for listening Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.